Hello, welcome back to the 360 Perspective podcast with me, Trisha. It is yet another episode, a fresh episode for the day as we continue with um, just this series on matters faith. And once again, to um, go through our topic of today, it is a guest who's been here before. So it's a face that you've seen before. And, you know, we've uh, we talked about an interesting topic with her before. And today we'll be delving on just waiting and just waiting on God and what that looks like. So to um, discuss that topic with me, I want to welcome a good uh, friend, mother, mentor, uh, prayer warrior, all that good stuff, Pastor Jemima. Thank you so much, Patricia. I appreciate it. Yeah, it's good to have you here. And uh, I want us to talk about um, that topic on just waiting on God, because I believe each one of us, there's something that we are waiting on God for. And sometimes some seasons take longer than... I'd say what the society says, you know, because really there's no particular timeline. You know, the yeah. Bible doesn't have a timeline as to when we should expect things from God or when we should expect breakthroughs or answered prayers. There's no particular timeline. But I think to some extent there's that pressure that comes from society in terms of, you know, um, getting some things by a certain period of time. And when you don't get them, there's a level of frustration that comes with it. So I'd love to hear for you, have you, you know, walked that journey of, of waiting, you know, for something in your life, and I know all of us have, um, so I'd love to hear you share on that bit. Yeah, I agree with you, Trisha, that waiting is not one of those things that we want to hear. Mm -hmm. We just don't want to wait, and I think it's because of the times we are living in as human beings. Mm -hmm. We are living in an era of the microwave. I want food. One minute, it's done. Mm -hmm. I go to the ATM. I get my money. Just I want it. I want it now. Mm -hmm. You know, if I want a baby, I can also go and get a baby. I don't need yeah. to wait to, to get I a man to get a <laughs> I can actually go and just buy it and, yes. and get it, you know, right now. You know, even in terms of getting babies when, when it's, it's full time, I can make an appointment with the doctor and say, let's meet at 10. It's, we don't want to go through the process yeah. of labor process yeah. and everything so yeah. we are living in a time where i want it i get it i want a job i have this amount of money i can give it to somebody and i get i don't want to wait we are living in a society mm -hmm. that doesn't celebrate waiting mm -hmm. and yet now biblically there's so much of waiting mm -hmm. and so we find ourselves in this situation of god expects us to wait society doesn't does not expect us to wait because society has solutions. And we are believers living in this world where all these solutions are around. So waiting has become not a very good thing. We don't want to hear about it. And I found myself in those situations of, mm -hmm. I just, I can fix things or I wish I would fix it. So for me, um, the way I said in our first and uh, earlier podcast is that I'm a mother of young adults. Uh, first one is 26, uh, second one is 25, our last one is 22. And our children are born, raised in church, dedicated to the Lord. And, and the fact that I'm a pastor and I'm a pastor's daughter, I raised my children in the ways of the Lord. But at one point, the, the, each one of them at, at different seasons, they have gone through a crisis of faith where they are not so excited about their walk with the Lord. Uh, they seem to be um, not excited about serving the Lord. Lord, not excited about coming to church, not excited mm -hmm. about everything. And, and, and for me, being in that place where I am waiting mm -hmm. on God to work on each one of them, to get them to a space where they are excited about the things of God, has not been easy. 
and each of their journeys it's not been easy so i found myself in that space where i'm just thinking i don't want to wait mm. and when you read a script that says wait upon the lord no that is not what i want to hear <laughs> i don't want mm. it's like god come through for me like yesterday Mm. Yeah, so it's not been a very good place to mm. find myself in waiting mm. to see them come fully um to serve the Lord and to be excited about the things of the Lord. Yeah. Mm. And being a believer, um I I personally believe that there's a place of waiting well, but there's also a place of not waiting well, you know, even just from uh, there's enough biblical um, examples of people who waited well on God and examples of people who did not wait well on God. So before we, we go into that question of how do you wait well on God, I'd love to um, just hear your your thoughts and maybe some of the examples um, that you can think of about you know people who just never waited well on God. Because sometimes we make this whole waiting journey, you know, sound like, ah, it's not worth it, you know. Uh, take matters into your own hands. And, and that's what we've been seeing a lot, even within the chat yeah. space of people taking matters into their own hands. But um, are there even consequences of, of you just not waiting well on God? Yeah, uh, for me, there's a story about uh, King Saul, a man whom God appointed, anointed to be the first king of Israel. Mm. And according to God's appointment of this man, he would have ruled and reigned and his children would also have ruled and reigned. But now what happened is that at one point um, they needed to go to war and, and, and Prophet Samuel told him to wait mm. for him, he would come. He waited day one, Prophet Samuel did not show up. Day two, did not show up. Three, three four, five, mm. six. And the guy looked at it and he thought, no, I can't wait for this old man. I can actually sacrifice this. Mm. And the situation was getting and the dire. Situation, yes, because now the soldiers were running they away. They were running away. He was being left there by himself <laughs> to fight a whole Yes, war. so he looks at it and says, Kwani, offering that sacrifice, I have a knife. The bull is here, bring it. And he did what he, need, he did. But yet he was not supposed to do that because he was not the priest. And for me, what breaks my heart is that the Bible says, immediately he finished. Samuel showed up. Mm. Immediately. Samuel showed up. And when Samuel showed up, he rebukes him and he tells him, God had appointed you to rule and reign over Israel. But because you are not patient to wait, now God has taken the leadership from you and is giving it to someone else whose heart is after God. He lost his position. He lost his rulership just because he wouldn't wait for one day more. And it wasn't even now, even a day. Because it was the same, same day because the Bible says immediately he finished offering, Samuel showed up. Mm. And so for me, that is one thing, I, a story in the Bible that I keep looking at. And I just wonder, really, he mm. offered a solution and it made sense. Yeah. The challenge is it made sense. Mm. Things were getting thick. Things were getting <laughs> you know, thick. The years and, were and going. <laughs> yeah. How do you sit there yeah. and wait? And now another story is Sarah. God gives them a promise with Abraham that God that they'll get, they'll get a child. Eh, year one, year two, year three, year four, year five, and they are old. You know, mm. the situation is getting worse. Mm. Yeah, and so in, in, Sarah, on Twitter they say, you know, <laughs> for, for people in their 30s, the pressure is getting worse. Yes. It's getting worse. <laughs> yes, so you yeah. see now this this good woman of God, she wants to help the husband and she wants to help God. Yeah. And so she tells the husband, I can give you my, my maid. 
sleep with her let's help god in this process mm. but now again that is a problem that we are still dealing with up to today mm. it's a problem that has not been solved mm. even in the middle east because of a simple decision oh. that somebody did because they wanted to help god and then now again we can't push god into our help because god still said you know what mm. that's not that was not my provision yeah that's not my provision yeah. so you created that problem yeah. but mine will still work so yeah. we can't push god into our our mm. our our solutions our and expect solutions. that solution to be a godly solution now no mm. no so there oh. are consequences in either either in both stories of yeah. just not waiting on god yeah and i think what i'm also picking and i constantly have to remind myself is that not waiting on god has generational yes. impact and in, yes. and effect you know yes. because as you said in both stories you know we look yeah. at Saul his his descendants would have been kings yes. you know they would have reigned but yeah. then because of j- just not waiting well yeah. just that one instruction that yeah. he failed to wait well ended up costing you know Jonathan and the rest of their Imagine. their children yes. you know um not not getting to sit at the throne yeah. because of yeah. disobedience and the yeah. same thing also with Sarah yeah. and i think it's it's for me i always say it's important to um constantly constantly remind ourselves that there are consequences yeah. for taking matters into our own hands or finding solutions man-made solutions instead yeah. of waiting on god because sometimes we don't really emphasize on that and we make it seem and paint the picture of um you know i paid for this job and i got the job and yeah. um everything is okay but genuinely you know We don't tell the whole truth, yeah. you know. In fact, we say God has answered my prayer. When you know, Mm-mm. yeah, Yo. yeah, yeah. There's, there's there's something that you did to you yeah. know get whatever you you got, and yeah. sometimes it you know as the Bible says, you know, it comes with sorrow. If it it's does. not from it God, does. it will it come with sorrow. If it's yeah. from God, it yeah. addeth well yes. and brings no sorrow. Yes. Um, and I think now that leads us to that next question that I was asking on, um, you know, like practical steps of waiting well on God because there's a way that we can wait well on God without taking matters into our own hands even mm. when the pressure is getting worse. Yes. Mm-hmm. I think for me what just understanding that waiting is something that is expected of us as believers mm. and also appreciating the fact that that waiting is not easy. Then we have to think about what are these practical steps that we can take to make sure that waiting is not is not that hard yes in mm-hmm. as much as it's difficult but it becomes a bit easier to deal with it um i think for me what what has helped me is again to find people mm-hmm. who have the same values like mine people who are willing to pay the price mm-hmm. to live out for god people who are willing to say it doesn't matter what it takes but god i would rather live for you than get what the world is giving because then what happens with these people in my life is that when i feel like i want to give up they're the ones who are telling me no sister let's hang in there mm-hmm. sister let's hang in there mm-hmm. let's wait for another day mm-hmm. let's wait for another year mm-hmm. let's keep knocking on the door of heaven until you get your blessing mm-hmm. because then it would have been so difficult for me if i'm waiting on god and i'm alone Mm-hmm. I have no one 
who shares my values the people or everybody around me is talking about how they they are making things work for themselves so just finding this group of friends and they are not many by the way <laughs> <laughs> finding this group of friends who will tell me yeah. Jemima hang in there yeah. Jemima remember your day of salvation Jemima remember the consequences that this will come with yeah. that has been a blessing for me and when god finally comes through we'll again hold our hands together and cry and and bless the lord that finally god has come through and even if he doesn't come we still hold our hands together and cry together and the burden becomes lighter. becomes lighter so just finding uh people who share the same burden the same commitment um in a world that is that is that is changing so much the second thing that has helped me is thinking about god's goodness and faithfulness in my past Mm. because again what what waiting does is that it somehow gives you selective amnesia of where you are coming from it's like god has done nothing mm. for you mm. up to where you are it's just that problem and god has never done anything but when god reminds you or when you remind yourself counting your blessing naming it one by one of what god has done for you in the past mm. it helps you to trust god it helps you to 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 wait an extra day because you know if god did that for me he can do it today mm. if god saw me through that situation he can see me through today but also mm. when we count our blessings for example there are things that we take for granted that when we count our blessings we don't for example the breath of life in our lungs mm. it looks such a common blessing Mm. It looks it's not even a blessing. It looks like I'm just supposed to be alive. Mm. Until you lose a a close, a, a close relative mm. or a, or a close friend yeah. and then you realize, "Oh my god, I may not have a husband, yeah. but if I have the breath of life and I'm not on a support machine somewhere, mm. yeah. God has given me a blessing." Because what is marriage without life? Mm. What is a bika without life? Mm. what is a big position without life mm. but you have life mm. and so when we count our blessings and consider what god has done in our past mm. it helps us to wait it mm. just helps us to wait because then it puts a smile on our faces mm. because we're thinking anyway yeah god in 2000 i remember you doing that i remember you healing my baby mm. so god if you healed my baby you can save him God even the fact that I got this baby mm-hmm. in the first place you can save him yeah. you know yeah. because there are women who are crying for children yeah. and who have not got children so if God gave me a child and now the child is not serving the Lord mm-hmm. I can I can count on God and say God you who gave me the child you can actually save this child mm-hmm. so just looking back at God's faithfulness and what he has done mm-hmm. in our lives it gives us the grace mm-hmm. to be able to just look at um be able to trust him and 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 wait mm-hmm. and wait with grace mm-hmm. um the other thing that has helped me to mm-hmm. wait is to to serve mm-hmm. you know Seven. Now that I'm a pastor, I remember one morning I was going to church and I was feeling like now God, I am serving you. I'm talking about your power mm. and your miracles and my children mm. seem not to be <laughs> you mm. get what I'm saying. And I remember God just challenging me and mm. asking me this question. Mm. So am I God mm. when your children turn out right mm. and I stop being God when they don't? 
And I was driving to church to go and preach that morning. And I felt like, yeah, that's a good question, God. Yeah. That's a good question. And it was like, I want you to go there and preach. Mm. Because I am God. And mm. preach like everything in your life is working right. Mm. Because your circumstances will not determine who I am. But I change circumstances. Mm. And so going to that pulpit and preaching. Mm. And that day God had mercy. People gave their lives to Christ. Mm. It was like, yeah, this one is not working. But this one has worked. I can wait on you mm. to do that. So serving God helped me wait better because mm -hmm. then God was still moving in other departments in as much as that department was not working. But anyway, finally, when God even touched my children, I had experienced God because I kept serving him. I kept showing up. And so I wasn't bored sitting there like my, my life has stopped because God hasn't come through in this area. You know, mm -hmm. and and I developed myself also. I continued to do what I needed to do. Yeah, I needed if I needed to do a course that would make me a better person as a preacher. Mm -hmm. I continued to do it as mm -hmm. I waited for God to come and do what He alone could do. Mm -hmm. So my life did not stop because yeah. I was waiting yeah. on God. No, mm -mm. yeah. Wow. Yeah. And, uh, you, you know, you mentioned about you know, just who you surround yourself yes. with, you yeah. know, like, um, you know, friends who encourage you, yeah. inspire you, yeah. who pray for you. But I have a question, yeah. you know, just when it comes to the place of waiting, I've been in that place, you know. And <laughs> um, honestly, I think for me, I'm one person who ensures that my environment is not one that gives me pressure. Mm -hmm. Um, or rather distorts my mindset, you know, in terms mm -hmm. of waiting on God. I'm very protective mm -hmm. of my environment. And j just practically speaking, you know, I know a lot of friends, a lot of uh, ladies go through that pressure from um, their family members. So how do you... Um, how do you ensure that you still create a safe environment? I may call it that way of, uh, you know, when you're surrounded by family members, it could be your mother who's like giving you pressure. It could be whether it's pressure for another baby or a pressure for baby or a pressure of getting married. Because honestly, I've had horrific stories of late whereby mothers are pushing their, their daughters into marriages that are not even healthy, you know, marriages you know, being pushed into even being your second wives and, you yeah. know, just crazy, crazy, crazy stories. But then how do you ensure that you maintain a healthy environment that encourages and stirs up your faith and your journey of waiting well, especially when you come from such a family? Because I think for me, this is this is a personal one because <laughs> I think even my family knows I'm very guarded and protected when it comes to that place. I'm like, we're not going to have this conversation. I'm sorry, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but for somebody who maybe who doesn't know how to go through that um, that phase of, you know, just that pressure from environment, especially from close people, what would you have to say to such people? It, my heart goes out for people who find themselves in that situation because like you yourself may not have a problem. You're willing to wait on God until God gives you your best. But then again, you love your family. You mm -hmm. love your mom. You love your dad. You love your siblings. And and when they say those words, they are concerned about it. It's just that the how is wrong. Mm -hmm. But genuinely, they are concerned about you and they desire the best for you. So my heart really goes out for people who find themselves in those situations. And I pray that somehow the Lord will strengthen you to be able to to overcome that pressure and, and, and remain the person that God would want you to remain. Mm -hmm. I like the fact that you have said that you are that one person that is so guarded. 
So somebody can learn from you. You get what I'm saying? Mm. Like without just giving in to the pressures of our families we can actually look around mm. for people who are going through what we are going through how mm. are you surviving mm. how are you fighting this battle what mm. can i learn from you mm. and there are some of us who even some um some family uh, get togethers may not be very healthy for us yeah uh, tough as it may sound i have seen people who will come for a family come together they come in the morning and they leave yeah. and yet they they could sleep mm. but because they just know the discussions at night would be about eh sasa kuna kamtu hapo pahali ama so because you are guarding yourself you come because you honor your parents you come for the family come together you contribute you love on people if it's going to the kitchen you cook you do everything but you don't st- you overstay yeah. to also create the room for people now to start asking Also you can ask God to give you grace. For example, if a grandmother comes and says, "Okay, um when are you getting married? You've taken so long." You can ask God to give you grace so that the way you answer that you don't answer out of anger. It's just like, mm-hmm. "Hey, I appreciate your concern for me, but have you been praying for me? Have mm-hmm. as uh, yeah, is have you been praying for me genuinely because I believe if you've been praying for me, just wait. Mm-hmm. That answer that you've been waiting for God is going to bring it or God would give you wisdom in the way you answer you leave people not very sure you found somebody or you've not found someone but but you know they don't pressure you on as in yeah, yeah because i found people who will just say oh i i love that where we go ya to soon and very soon ngombe zitakuja you get and then you leave so you've not and then you could just arrange mango soon and very soon but you know Jesus said I'm coming soon you know mm-hmm. but now you go back to your place and tell God you know what God you'll fight for me by battles you will deliver me see me so you don't also you're just you just not give in to the pressure that is being um uh that that is coming from your family members but also just understand that they do that out of love because sometimes the problem with us that we think they don't care so much about us and so we are angry we are resentful even when we come into those meetings it's just like they are you Hey, you ask yeah. me that question you will know what i'm made of yeah. and yet people are just genuinely people are just concerned yeah. and yeah but i think god will give us grace on how yeah. do we make sure that it doesn't get into us mm. but also we need to understand that we will not control what people will say mm. but we will choose what will affect us yeah yeah mm. you can't control people's opinions mm. yeah you can't but you will choose what affects you mm. so if your inner man is mm. so solid mm. it doesn't matter what people say around you mm. you get what i'm saying because mm. that, that that's not our jurisdiction of what people will say people will say whatever they want to say yeah. it's like for example if if you meet someone who says who tells you you are so ugly mm. i can't stop that person from saying that mm. but i can choose what affects me yeah so now if i go to my house crying because somebody told me i'm ugly mm. then i don't know who i am my mm. core is mm. has a has a challenge mm. you know mm. but if you have sorted it out with the lord yeah. you know for sure that where you are right now it's between you and god people will say whatever they want to say because they are them but we have to build such a thick skin that we tell ourselves lord pass let this one just pass i'm not allowing it let it just pass it's yeah. not settling this yeah. one is not settling yeah and god is able to give us the, the grace for us to be able to not to allow every word yeah. to affect our emotions mm. and the grace of god is sufficient because we can't control mm. we are born from these families mm. and those are our people mm. you know 
But now God can give us the grace to choose what affects us without necessarily feeling like we want to control people, what they will say and what. We can't. You can't, mm. however much we try. Wow, and I mean, that's that's tough. I think for me, I normally say let's uh, be a bit more sensitive with people in their yeah. journeys yeah. because, um, I mean, sometimes it could be even just, I think for me, my heart normally goes out, especially to women who are waiting on God for the fruit of the womb, you know, and maybe because, you know, it's not that they don't want children, you know, they have just complicated yeah. situations yeah. around them that can't, um, that's rather hindering the process and the yeah. journey of conceiving. Um, but then, you know, that's unbeknownst to a lot of people. So that pressure of, you know, yeah, so another child or, you know, the first yeah. child and, you know, you, you have no idea what they are going through and what journey they are going through. So I think for me, I normally say, you don't know people's journey and battles, so yeah. be a bit more gentle, you know, pray for them um, instead of, you know, trying to poke, poke and <laughs> asking <laughs> unnecessary questions. Yeah. But I also love that point where you said we can't control what people tell us, yeah. but we can only control how we perceive things and how we interpret it and what we allow to get really yeah. into us. And um, that leads me to the next question of then how do we uh, guard ourselves from, you know, disappointment, from, you know, the frustration, you know, from um, just feeling like it's not worth it. You know, there's this journey of waiting particularly in God because I, I think I see a lot of people giving up on God because they have been waiting and waiting and waiting and nothing seems to be forthcoming but then how do we how do we guard ourselves from despair i think we we the aspect of despair disappointment and whatever happens around waiting mm -hmm. we may not stop it a hundred percent yeah because i i remember of a scripture that paul writes i think it's in second corinthians chapter one where he talks about we even despaired of life itself mm because of what they went through. And this is a man of God like Paul, you know? So when he talks about we even despaired of life itself, it's like they go to a place where they were not even sure that they would make it. It's just like, but yet God had promised him that he would go to the Gentile world and preach the gospel. But because of what they went through, he writes the, the, the struggles and the challenges they went through as they waited on God. And he says, we even despaired of life itself. But then he says, but thanks be to God who gave us victory and mm -hmm. who continues to give us victory. So I think we will have an element of despair. Yeah. <laughs> we'll have a, a percentage of disappointment. We will have a percentage of, 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 of just because things have not worked the way we expected them to work. We'll have a, a percentage of frustration. But I think what we need to guard ourselves is that percentage of frustration and disappointment that pushes us away from God. Just, yeah, that, that, that one that really pushes us away from God. We have to guard ourselves from that. And I think the best way to do that is that we expect that disappointments will come. Yeah. That's a Just, fact. You know, the Bible says that when what we shared, that, that count it all joy when. Yeah. When trials of all manner come your way. So it's not if, mm. it is when, when because you know what my sister Trisha when mm. I expect that waiting will be there when the waiting comes I'll handle it better than when I don't expect the waiting and here I am in the mm. waiting season mm. 
When I don't expect a disappointment, and here I am with a disappointment, and I don't know what to do. But when I expect a disappointment, I expect frustrations in my walk with the Lord. I ex- I expect the waiting. I will handle it better because then it doesn't take take me by surprise. Mm. And that is why we have to deal with the prosperity gospel because the prosperity gospel says you shouldn't expect. Mm. For you to expect is lack of faith. And yet, whether we expect it or we don't, it will show up. Mm. That is why the Bible will talk about wait upon the Lord. And that is why the Bible would say those who wait upon the Lord will renew their strength. Mm. The Bible would not be talking about things like waiting if the Bible doesn't know we will wait. Mm. So it is given we will mm. wait. So if we expect that we will wait and your waiting could be for, 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 for a spouse. My waiting could be for a child. Mm. For somebody else could be for a job. For the, but all of us in one way or the other will find ourselves in that place of waiting. So if we expect that waiting will happen to us, mm-hmm. we will handle it better. What does that mean? Mm-hmm. You'll be prayed up before your season of waiting. Because mm-hmm. I know it will somehow, somewhere. So I'm praying already and telling God, God, I may not want to wait, Mm. but just in case you get me into that season of waiting, then give me the grace Mm. to wait and wait well. Mm. And then again, it doesn't take me by surprise. And I'm wondering, why am I waiting and I'm born again? Mm. Why am I waiting and I'm paying my tithe? Why am I waiting and I love my husband? Why am I waiting and I love the Lord? I just know that these things happen to people this other side of the world and that the grace of God is sufficient. So expecting that Mm. those moments will come Mm. will help us to handle those times better. Mm. The other thing for me, what I would say is that, again, we need support groups. I I don't know even how, that is um, something that is coming up over and over again mm. because waiting is hard it's hard especially when you're alone wait how do you wait alone mm. how do you wait alone for example i'm giving an example of a sister who is born again waiting on god for a husband how do you wait alone you go to church and then you come back to the house and then now you go an to work house. and then come to an empty house. <laughs> it becomes so difficult. So now when you find other sisters who yeah. are in, in your situation, you will have fun. Yeah. You can plan to go out. You can plan to go to Mombasa. You can plan to travel. You can plan to have fun mm. as you wait. And yet you can't have fun alone. Mm. So you must have fun. You must get people mm. who are in your season mm. that you can wait together because then they make the waiting mm. easier. They, they help you celebrate what is happening in your life. So I think just having people around you that can make it easier for you, people who are looking at you and saying, okay, what can we do? That really, that really helps. The other thing I think for me that, that would help um, us waiting, uh, avoid the disappointments and everything, is us to remind ourselves that we are enough. Mm. Irrespective yeah. of what and society says. And we are whole and says, complete. We are enough. Mm. That God did not make you a half a person Mm. and you can only be full or complete when you get married or complete when you get a job or complete when you get that degree or complete when you get whatever it is that you are waiting on God. Mm. I am a complete as a wife and a mother even when my children are not walking in faith. Mm. 
I am a complete believer mm-hmm. even when my children are not walking in faith. My children walking in faith don't determine doesn't determine mm-hmm. the fact that I'm a believer or I'm not. Mm-hmm. Because again, I would be taking too much pressure on myself mm-hmm. that is not supposed to be mine. Mm-hmm. So the aspect of just knowing that you are enough you are complete that god doesn't look at you and look at a half a half human being that is waiting for the other half to, to feel yeah. this one yeah. it 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 makes you then take on more ground um that god gives you because then you know you are complete god i'm complete i can take on this this responsibility god i'm complete i can serve you god i'm complete mm-hmm. i can i can do what you are asking me to do it makes it much easier for us to deal with the frustrations that come because if i'm walking around feeling a half a half human being then i'll be waiting for anything that can can feel the the the, the, remaining, the half. remaining half you know mm-hmm. if whether it's a job or it's it's a man or anything i'm waiting for anything that can feel can feel that half mm-hmm. so just knowing that we are complete and knowing that 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 we are enough again it's important for us to trust in the goodness of god Mm. you know trust is not understanding mm. i think what makes us more frustrated is the fact that i am waiting to understand all of god i am waiting to understand how god works when he works in the man i am waiting to understand every detail mm. i don't think i want a god whom i can understand everything about him mm-hmm. because then he stops being god I don't think mm. I want a god like that. I want to know God. I want to know his power. Mm. But I don't think I want to understand everything about the you know you get what I'm saying because mm. then I, I know he's going to move from that like I'm go, and he's coming to enter through that door. Mm. I think just trusting God and expecting his surprises mm. then makes me know that God is faithful. God is a good God. Mm. I may not understand it, but I can trust his goodness. Mm. I can trust his faithfulness. I can trust the way he works. Mm. I can trust his timing. Mm. I can trust the details mm. of his doing. Mm. Then that helps me not get into this situation where I'm frustrated because I want to understand everything because in the process of wanting to understand everything we get ourselves so frustrated because yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. so just 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 trusting god mm-hmm. god calls us to trust he doesn't call us to understand everything mm-hmm. he just calls us to trust and walk in obedience and just knowing that when all is said and done mm-hmm. god is working for our good yeah. and for his glory yeah. even what what he does doesn't look good yeah. he is working for our good yeah. and for his glory with hindsight we will understand yeah. what it is that god was god was all about yeah yeah wow um those are such great pointers you know um, yeah. on just how to uh, guard yeah. ourselves from a certain measure of yeah. frustration and yeah. disappointment as much as we will go through those seasons as we wait yeah. and i think i was going to add on, on you know on top of what you've just shared especially that place of we are holy we are complete and we mm. are enough yeah. i think for me also what has helped a lot in my seasons of waiting on god is um besides just serving but also living out my purpose you yeah. know and living out my calling yeah. because i think um 
for me, I personally believe there's a level and a measure of fulfillment yeah. that comes when you're living out your purpose and knowing that I may not have all these things, you know, that the society yeah. expects for me to have mm-hmm. um, by a certain time period. But then the fact that I'm living out my purpose when yeah. God calls me home, I'll, you know, he won't ask me, you know, are you married? Did you have children? Did you have this and that? Did you have mm-hmm. a job? Did you get a promotion? I think those things will be quite irrelevant. You know, yeah. the key question is, you know... Um, yeah, did you live out my will and my purpose, you know, yeah. on, on the time period that I gave you or not? So I think for me that has been quite helpful in ensuring that I get fulfillment from living out my purpose and my calling as I continue waiting well on God yeah. for whatever it is that um, I'm waiting on, on him for. And as we learn this, um, my final question uh, to you would be, you know, what, like, what, what, what should one do, you know, if whatever they're waiting on God for <laughs> doesn't come to pass? Yeah, you know. Yes. What if <laughs> they're waiting on doesn't generally oh come to God. pass? How do we oh handle God. that reality of, by the way, they, yeah, it's just, it's, it seems like it's never going to happen. There's a scripture in the Bible, actually two scriptures, one in the Old Testament, another one in the Old Test in the New Testament. Mm-hmm. The one in the New Testament is um is in Hebrews eleven that talks about the men and women of faith. Mm-hmm. And I like the fact that on that that list, mm-hmm. Bible talks about and this one did that and did that and did that and did that. Mm-hmm. And then the Bible gives a list of people that the Bible says, and this one, this one did not receive their promise. Yeah. They only saw it from afar. They only saw it from afar. <laughs> Sometimes that's hard. <laughs> I think every time I read that verse. Yes, but. it's one of those scriptures yes. that we really don't want to read. Yeah. But what I like about it is that they did not hold, get hold of their promises like this, yeah. but they are still seen as men and women of faith. Mm. So faith is not necessarily when we get the answers to our prayer, mm. but faith is when we live for the Lord, even when he doesn't come through for us. Mm. So, Accepting the fact that in this world, there are those who walk by faith and see the promises of God come to pass. But there are those of us, our calling, and I like the fact that you talked about leaving the purpose on God. Mm. There are those of us, our calling, our calling is that we will see the promises by far, but we will not lay hold of them. Mm. And if, if that be, I like the, the, sing, the, the, the songwriter who said, whatever my Lord Mm. Thou hast taught me to say, it is is well. Mm. Your lot is not my lot. Mm. My lot may be that I will see the promises of God come to pass this other side of life. Mm. Your lot may be you'll see them by faith, but you'll not Mm. lay hands on them like this. Whatever my lot, Mm. thou hast taught me to say, it is well. So there are things that God will answer and give us breakthroughs, but we have to get to a place where we tell ourselves, Lord, even though you slay me, you are God. Lord, even if you may not give me an answer to prayer, mm. you remain God. Mm. Lord, even if it doesn't work the way I want, mm. you remain God. Mm. And it's not an easy way to come to. But one thing I believe is that each one of us has an area of our lives where we will see the promise by far, mm. but we will not lay hands on it. Mm. And it's different. Like they, I'm saying, there are people who have trusted God to go to university. It might never work. Mm. There are people who have trusted to ever get a meaningful job. It might never work. There are people who have trusted God to get married. It might never work. Mm. But the issue is, whatever my lot, Mm. 
thou hast taught me to say it is well i pray that the desire of our hearts will be that we will still make to be on that um uh, hall of fame mm. for people who are men and women of faith mm. whether we are those that behold our promises and hold them in our hands or we behold them by far mm. and we just bless god that we saw them that we did not but as fate I pray that that becomes the cry of our hearts. Yeah. Yeah, and that's beautiful and I think for me that verse also normally reminds me that there are moments you may not see it in your generation yeah. and then there's a generation after you in your lineage yes. that will get to see the yeah. promises of what you prayed for. And so as not getting to behold it, you know, yeah. in your lifetime doesn't necessarily mean that God is not faithful no. with his promises. Yeah. Um but wow, what a wonderful way to land this. Yeah. Mm. And um yeah, thank you. Thank you once again for just helping us unpack um this topic on just waiting and waiting well. um and waiting on god and what that looks like and what we can do you know in those seasons um in order to come out on the other side uh, stronger and um yeah i'm truly grateful and i celebrate you uh, pastor jam for your wisdom and for your perspectives asante sana na shukuru All right what a great time that has been um just um talking going through this topic of waiting and waiting well um i hope that you have enjoyed uh, this particular episode Once again don't forget to subscribe to this channel and share this particular episode with your friends with people around you so that we can get to uh, we can continue to inspire each other and encourage each other in this journey and you know just a huge thanks to uh, Pastor Jemima who's been uh, an amazing incredible person you know with her perspectives all right so that's that's the end until the next episode have a lovely one bye